Wherever it begins, my beloved, my brethren, my friends, for my hidden love for you is an overt rebuke, which is actually thematic as we're going to see to the point of this letter. If we look back at the past, we never saw something like we're seeing now, like a new strange custom has come up to ask advice in mundane matters, what to do in the physical world. And we don't see this in the past. We don't see even the greatest of the sages in the times of the Mishnah, in the times of the Gemara, the Talmud, who knew everything. We don't see that people ask them about physical matters. We only see that those prophets, like Saul, went to ask God through the prophet where his father's lost donkeys were. But we don't see this from the sages. Because all matters pertaining to man, except for Torah, and fear of heaven are apprehended only by prophecy. As the verse says, there's no bread for the wise. And our sages say everything is in the hand of heaven except fear of heaven. And our sages say seven things are hidden. One thing is no man knows how he'll earn his living. Another is no man knows exactly when the kingdom of David will be restored, when the Mashiach, when the Messiah will come. So these two questions are compared to each other. We don't know precisely this. We don't know precisely this. It says in Isaiah, a counselor and a man of wisdom, which implies that Torah wisdom can give you the ability to advise another field. I see to say that people who study Torah on a high level, people derive from them benefit of counsel and wisdom. But we're talking about counsel and wisdom in Torah. Like our sages say, a counselor is someone who knows how to calculate the year to make appropriate leap year, extra month of Adar when necessary, to determine the month, to know when is the first day of the lunar month. This is what we mean by a counselor and a, a person who's giving us wisdom. But what's happening is love upsets the natural order of conduct. It covers the eyes to prevent people from seeing the truth. So because of your great love for your body, because you love God, and you understand that through your body, you can serve God. And when your body has this love for God, it's even greater than your soul's love for God. So it starts off from a very pure spiritual place, but then what happens is it just becomes an extreme love for your body. So if God forbid your body is undergoing suffering, you can't handle it. And you're going out of your mind. You're going from city to city to look at life to stop the suffering. But why is God causing the suffering? so that we can repent. So when we're experiencing the suffering, we need to turn to God with a humble spirit, with submission, to accept the rebuke with love, as we're told in Proverbs, for it is him whom God loves that he rebukes. So the misfortune is a call from God to repent. And we should understand that because God loves us, that's why he's trying to bring us to repentance. We can compare it to a compassionate, wise, and righteous father who's hitting his son. Well, a wise son's not going to try to run away from the father to find other help, find an intercessor for his father. His father's compassionate. His father's righteous. His father's kind. You're going to look at your father face to face and endure this hitting with love, knowing it's for your benefit. So this idea of faith means from an inner will. Like when God gives us all good, physically and spiritually, he's giving it from his faith, meaning from his inner desire, from his delight, from his great love for us, 
as we say in our prayers, for in the light of your face you've given us a Torah of life. For in the light of the king's face there is life and his will. But to the forces of evil, he gives them from his backside. That's why we refer to, refer to the force of evil as Elohim Acherim, which translates literally as other gods. But Acherim, other, is also etymologically the word Achor, the backside. As if God's giving them from the backside, because he doesn't really want to give them. It's only from a very external desire. I want you to exist for another reason, not for you yourself. But faith means it's my inner desire. So just as God is turning to us with his face, we also need to respond with our faith, meaning to willingly and with an inner desire accept whatever God is giving us, which in this context would be a willing acceptance of the admonitions. And the admonishments are expressed as physical suffering. But if you don't accept the suffering this way, not with love, not with willingness, it's as you're turning your back on God. 